because superstar Simone Biles is out. I see for mm -hmm. sure. Well, today, the four-time Olympic gold medalist pulled out of the team final. And wow. Very uncharacteristic vault for Simone. Reigning Olympic gymnastics champion Simone Biles is out of the team finals after apparently suffering an injury during the vault. Withdrawing from most of her slated events after getting a case of the so-called twisties. It looked like she got almost lost in the air. I had no idea where I was in the air. You could literally see it in my eyes in the pictures. Like, I was petrified. 24-year-old U.S. star considered to be the greatest gymnast of all time. The story everyone is talking about is gymnastics superstar Simone Biles, who has brought the issue of mental health to the forefront of the games. To pull out of the team competition at the Olympics due to mental health issues shocked Americans. She is looking to help others feel comfortable about prioritizing their own mental health. Hello everybody and welcome to The Mental Aspect, in which we discuss the importance of mental health and the role it plays in sports. Being an athlete means that you have a ton of stressors added to your life. It has been taught since the beginning of your career that emotion is not allowed and the stress you feel should not be seen. I remember at just the age of 8, if I were to ever hurt myself, have a bad day, mess up my routine and get frustrated with myself. If I were to ever let that show or shed a single tear, I'd be kicked out of practice. To this day, I struggle with showing my emotion and think it's unacceptable to stop even if my body cannot handle it or I'd be considered weak. Although I'm learning that the way you feel matters and locking up the emotion inside your head is not going to help you become a better athlete. Therefore, getting the help you need is crucial to becoming the best you. This is why I decided to create this podcast in order to normalize mental health and hopefully inspire and encourage other athletes to get the help they need. Your mental health matters and your mental health comes first before all else because at the end of the day, your sport does not define your success as a human being. I'm your host, Jalene Gilstrap. I'm a former international senior elite gymnast and currently a member of the University of Utah gymnastics team. In this episode, we are going to be talking specifically about gymnastics and the well-known case of the twisties. As a gymnast, the twisties in my brain are a very simple concept. It is when you twist, get lost in the air, and you don't know where you are. I can speak for most gymnasts that is perfectly understandable to say that you have a mental and physical reasoning why you can't do gymnastics that day. But during the Olympics, it became very well known to me that people who don't know gymnastics do not understand what the twisties truly are. Therefore, I thought I had the perfect opportunity to educate anyone who's interested in knowing more about the twisties. In this episode, I'm going to be sitting down with a psychologist, a sports trainer, and three well-known gymnasts to learn a little more about the aspects of the twisties. The mental side, the physical side, and of course, the gymnast side. I will also be sharing my stories, as I do have quite a few. So without further ado, let's get along with the episode. So just to start off the episode, I decided to get onto Google just to look up the twisties and see if they had like a good definition. But instead, I found myself at the people also ask section of Google. And I started looking through some of the, you know, most frequently asked questions about the twisties. 
And we have the classics like, what are the twisties in gymnastics? Or what exactly are the twisties? Simple questions like that. And then it gets into a little more judgmental questions. Like, are the twisties actually a real thing? Or how did the twisties stop Simone Biles? And by far my favorite question is, what is going on inside Simone's head to stop her from getting us a gold at the Olympics? <laughs> but there's just quite a few funny ones. It's honestly so funny to me how much the twisties like affected people's thoughts internationally of gymnasts. You know, a lot of my friends that are not gymnasts would come up to me and be like, are twisties really a real thing? Like, does that happen to you? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure every gymnast out there gets the twisties. I don't think I can count on my fingers the amount of times I was asked between like August and probably October, what are the twisties and you know, what goes on through your head? <laughs> I've gotten really good at like answering questions and stuff. But like, I find it more funny just to explain like my ways of the twisties to people now. Like if someone asked me like, what is the twisties? I'm like, well, let me just explain to you my experience with them. So I just started telling people, you know, my stories with the twisties and I have quite a few. I've gotten the twisties far too many times for my liking. It is not a fun experience and it is quite scary, being honest. But I have like probably two or three prominent situations in my head that I remember clearly. Because a lot of times you get the twisties, they last a few days, sometimes a day, sometimes a week, sometimes a few weeks, sometimes months. It just honestly depends on how severe the case is. And a lot of times if you have it with fear, then they just take a lot longer to disappear because now you're afraid to do it and you don't want to do it. And so it's almost like a mental block built up with the twisties. So I'd say the very first time I remember getting the twisties is when I was fairly new to gymnastics and first learned my very first twist on the floor. And so I was, you know, probably 9, 10, and I learned a full twist on the floor. So you flip and you twist 180. Just a full front-to-front -front twist. And I was really good at that. And then one day I was on the floor going for my full. And I just like got lost. I had no clue where I was. And I landed on my side on the floor. Very painful. And for nine-year-old me, not a fun experience. As then, fear went into my mind. I was like, I don't know what just happened. I don't know what's going on. And my coach was like, slow down. Like, we're going to go to tumble track and put you in a safe place. We're just going to go back to the basics. So then I would just do a layout and like had to basically relearn the whole full again, which was very frustrating, but I got it back and it was fine. And then as I got older, I remember I started twisting on the vault. I almost feel like for me, it was once I started to learn a new skill and get it, not necessarily have a skill, but a lot of people get it even after they'd have had the skill for a very long time. But I was probably 13, I'd say, and I just learned how to twist on the vault now. So I could do a full twist and I competed it. And then I took a week off and came back to the gym and attempted to do my full again. And luckily I was going into the pit or else it could have been a lot worse than it was. But I twisted onto the table and did a weird front flip slash side flip off the table to my side. And I was beyond confused. And I was like, I don't know what I just did there. I don't know how I landed this way. And my coach was very frustrated with me because she's like, this is why we don't take vacations because you come back and do this, which then she like learned 
that I actually had the twisties, not that I hadn't done gymnastics and forgot how to do the skill. Because once she tried to have me do timers, I started twisting on the table on a timer. And like, I couldn't even do a layout. She would tell me to do a layout and I would twist. In this case, like, my twisties were I could not stop twisting. And I would twist as soon as I punched off the floor, which I was supposed to wait to twist. So it was really scary. And I remember I had a pool and I would go into my pool and I would like be in the water and I'd go upside down, you know, to handstand and push off like I was vaulting and feel what I was supposed to do. But then when I'd get to the vault and actually have to do it, I did not know how to do it. I could not remember, nor did I have trust in myself that I wasn't going to twist right off the board. And it was really scary. And that one took me quite some time because I couldn't even do the basics because my brain was so messed up that I just twisted. As soon as I got the second to twist, as soon as I punched off the board, I would twist. And it took, I feel like all of summer, my whole break to relearn it. And like, I went back to the very basics and it was very frustrating. And my coach would always make me since then do like half fulls, one and halves, just so I wouldn't get the twisties because she thought that would help prevent it. But like I said, it just kind of depends on the gymnast. Some people are more prone to get it, some rarely ever. But like Simone Biles, for example, this gymnast is the greatest of all time. She does the hardest skills in the world. It makes them look effortless. And I mean, that is the whole point of gymnastics. You are supposed to make your skills look easy. And that's what's so hard and why gymnastics is so underestimated because our whole point of our sport is to make the skills look easy and to make it look like we didn't even work up a sweat. But they truly are very hard. And like the sport itself is extremely hard on your body and hard on your mind. But like Simone, as I was saying, she does the hardest skills to ever be done. And she has three skills named after her. And one of the skills that got named after her is a dismount off a beam where she flips twice and twists twice. And that is so hard. And she does it out of back handspring, not even like a normal approach of a gymnast. And that is so hard. And the judges knew how hard it was. Like for each skill in gymnastics, we have a value. It's from A to unknown. But like right now, we really only have Fs. And so the higher you get up in the alphabet, the harder the skills are the more they're worth. And that's how they kind of judge us. And so Simone does this new skill that is extremely hard on the value standpoint. And they devalued it because they were worried about her doing it. And if they valued it too high, more gymnasts would attempt it and get themselves hurt. I don't think anyone else would attempt it because it is extremely hard, but it was unfair to her because it is such a hard skill that she just did and landed and they would not value it higher than an F because they did not want to encourage others to do it. And that just shows you how gifted Simone is. And in that skill, if you think about it, like I said, she flips twice and she twists twice. So can you imagine getting the twisties and not knowing where you are? And in all elements of her gymnastics, bars, vault, beam, floor, she twists a ton. Because that's where she gets all her value is twisting. So when she got the twisties at the Olympics, that was basically all her floor skills, her beam dismount, the entire vault, and her bar dismount. So that's why she felt like she could not do her gymnastics because in every aspect of the event, she had a skill that twisted a whole lot. She ended up changing her beam dismount to not twist and that's the only reason she did beam. But 
all the other events, she couldn't drastically change anything without messing up her skills or her values. So that's why she could not compete. But even if I do explain my experiences with the twisties and some of my stories, I still tend to find a lot of people in disbelief. People believe that the twisties are more of a mental block or like a performance anxiety rather than an actual thing. And so I got the opportunity to sit down with a sports psychologist in his office. If you listen close enough, you can hear the water fountain in the background to calm the patients. I am hoping I get some insight from him of the mind behind the twisties. So my name is Clint Dorsa. I'm a licensed psychologist and certified mental performance consultant. And I work in the University of Utah Athletics with several different teams, including the gymnastics team. Okay, Clint, so the first question is, can you describe the mental aspects of the twisties? Yes. Um, so the twisties is a similar experience to what they might have in other sports with like something they call the yips. So really what's happening is something called cognitive interference, where uh, physical motion that's happening, and so some type of skill in gymnastics or swinging a bat or throwing a ball, those kinds of things gets interrupted by the main source of interference is anxiety. So when anxiety gets in the way of doing a normal, well-rehearsed kind of movement for an athlete. So um, it can be scary. Uh, especially in gymnastics when you're flipping your body in all kinds of different ways. It can be really dangerous there and so it's not always smart to push through it and to just pretend that it's not happening but being able to address it by focusing on that anxiety that's getting in the way of the regular movement. The brain isn't communicating with the body the same way it normally does because of that anxiety. Um, why do you think the twisties happen to gymnasts? Yeah, I think there can be a lot of different sources. Um, some of that can be pressure, uh, depending on the situation, whether it's a higher pressure meet or competition. It could be based on feedback from a coach or a teammate where something gets in their head and makes them rethink and think too much about what they're doing rather than just letting it happen freely. Um, and um, really any kind of things that cause that kind of anxiety or interference with what they normally do. Yeah. Do you see a correlation with performance anxiety and the twisties? Yeah, so the twisties would probably be an extreme version of performance anxiety. So yeah, I think performance anxiety can start pretty small and just be some kind of mild interference that you can work through, but depending on the situation and how much pressure might be there, can really get harder. And that maybe is what making the twisties happen, is there's maybe more anxiety and the breakdown in the regular path of communication from your mind to your body gets disrupted, so. Yeah, makes sense. My final question for you is, how would you help someone come back from the twisties and what techniques would you use? Okay, yeah. That's a great question because it could be a little bit different for everyone. Yeah. The first place to start would just be being patient because <laughs> um, the more that you try to fix the twisties or the yips, the more pressure you put on yourself to 
have it go away. Sometimes the longer it stays and the harder it is to get through it. So the first step is just accepting that it's happening, being patient, giving yourself room to gradually work through it. But after that, there's a lot of different approaches. So reducing anxiety and stress can be really helpful. So mindfulness, kind of helping yourself be more relaxed going into competitions and practice and things like that can be helpful. Um, sometimes if it's a specific skill or um, movement or something that it happens in most often, sometimes replacing or kind of inserting words, cue words, like calm or smooth or powerful, kind of rewire that disruption in the brain and just have it go smoothly, whereas before it's kind of like something's getting in the way of that communication. And the word can kind of help smooth out that communication. Um, so just, yeah, lots of different techniques that you can use to help reduce the anxiety and just let the mind and body do what they do without having to force it or feel like there's some anxiety about doing that movement. As you can see, anxiety does play a role in the twisties and it just kind of depends on the person. But thank you so much, Clint, for talking with us and really appreciate all the insight you gave us. Another question I tend to get asked is, was it worth taking Simone Biles out? And they believe that if they didn't take her out, we might have won the gold. I sat down with an athletic trainer and got some of her opinions on whether or not Simone should have been taken out or not. Melissa, could you just start by explaining to me how the twisties is not just mental, but it's also physical? Okay, um, so yeah, the twisties are both physical and mental. Physically, a lot of the time what happens is your equilibrium gets thrown off, and so when you're in the air, you can't find where you're going, and so instead of being able to spot the ground and know where you're landing, your balance is thrown off, and then you don't know where you're going. So that's terrifying. Yeah. If you saw someone like in the gym with signs of the twisties or they presented to you that they had the twisties, would you allow them to continue to train? No, absolutely not. Um, it's extremely dangerous. Gymnastics is a dangerous sport anyway. And when you're competing or practicing skills that are pretty much life-threatening to you know, someone who's not as talented, then it's just, it's not worth it. And so trying to work through the twisties is definitely something that I would never uh, recommend. How would you like help them get through the twisties? So because it's both mental and physical, I think a big part of the twisties would be kind of working on that mental aspect of it and understanding kind of getting back in a rhythm and maybe like working on breathing exercises in order to keep your heart rate down. Um, and then also we do a lot of vestibular cochlear rehab. So working on your eyeball movement and then also proprioception. So knowing where you are in space. Um, but those would be my two go-tos. What dangers do you see with the idea of continuing with the twisties? I mean like catastrophic is where my, my, like, my mind goes to if you're tumbling and you have the twisties or if you're vaulting and you have the twisties and you get lost in the air and you can't find your feet or find the ground, there is unfortunately a chance that you land and really hurt your neck and can be paralyzed or 
you know, even worse. So um, that's the biggest fear. Otherwise, even with minor injuries, it's going to play a, like a part in getting back into gymnastics after the like after an episode of the twisties because then you might not have the twisties anymore but you're afraid that you know whatever happened while you had the twisties will happen again um even if it's just spraining an ankle if you think you're going to sprain an ankle every time you go to do a tumble pass you're not gonna do your tumble pass well yeah thank you you're welcome appreciate it yeah I feel like Melissa had some really good points about the twisties and how you really cannot work through them. And if you want to get through them, you need to be seeing a mental therapist and a physical therapist as there's both mental and physical aspects that you can work on. My last interview was with three gymnasts and their experiences with the twisties. I got the opportunity to talk to Grace McCallum, who was there with Simone at the Olympics and helped America bring a silver home, as well as Emily Morgan, who is from Great Britain and was on the Great Britain national team and went to the Olympics and got a bronze medal, as well as Sage Thompson, who is a former international junior elite and qualified to the Nastia Cup qualifier, which if you are a gymnast, you would know all three of these gymnasts have very well experience with gymnastics and are extremely talented and great source hear their experiences with the twisties. Hi, I'm Grace. Hi, I'm Amelie. Hi, I'm Sage. How would you describe the twisties to someone who isn't a gymnast? Um, I think it's when you just, your mind and body aren't connected. I think, or you're just overthinking and your body doesn't know what to do. And even though people may tell you like, oh, just think of this, like it just doesn't work like that. So, yeah. well, like your mind is telling you one thing and your body yeah. is like something completely different. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I feel like it just feels like almost like you know where you are at one moment and then one time you like do a turn and all of a sudden you don't know where you are and then you like land weird and you're like, wait, what happened? And then you like keep doing it and you keep doing the same thing and you don't know. And you yeah. don't know why how it starts and why it starts yeah. and you don't know when it's going to end. It just yeah. kind of happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like you're second guessing every yeah. turn you take. Yeah. 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 So have you guys ever experienced the twisties? And if so, what was it like? I've experienced the twisties. There was a time where I was doing something called a double full. It's a flip with two twists. And I could do that but I couldn't do a full which is a flip with one twist and I kept trying to do a full and I couldn't and so my coaches were like telling me to do a standing full because I wouldn't have any power and I went onto like a soft mat and I did a standing full but I didn't do a standing full and I actually did a double full and landed on my head and <laughs> it was not good and yeah it wasn't I would not want to go through that again yeah yeah I'd say mine was the same like I couldn't do a full I would just keep doing double fulls and so I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Like my coach is like, just fix it, just keep going. And I just kept doing double folds, and and it's just not that easy to fix. Yeah, <laughs> we used to have to do like, we used to have to like go up in half. So we had to do like a half twist and a full twist and a one and a half and a double, and like to get you you like more aware of like your twisting. And like, when I first started, I could not do it at all, and I would get every single one mixed up. And like trying to think of too many different things just kind of like confuses you, I guess. And I would just keep doing the complete wrong twist, have no idea where I was. Um, but the more I did it, like the more I got used to it and like knew where I was. So. Yeah, I remember this. I had just learned my full on vault, and I did at championships for the first time. Yeah. And then after championships was the last meet, so I went on like 
a little vacation. And it was only like a week vacation, but I came back into the gym, you know, started with drills and yeah. timers. And then once we started to get ready to upgrade, my coach was like, okay, two full. And I twisted onto the table and then didn't twist oh off and landed God. on my head. And my coach got so mad at me. She's like, this is why we don't take vacations. She's like, look at what happened. And it yeah. took me like months to fix it. It was so scary. It's just like standing yeah. there knowing that you don't know how to do it. Yeah. It's like, and I was landing in like a safe environment. It was like, yeah. I wasn't landing on mats. I was going into the pit. But yeah. like, yeah. So, when you stand so, yeah. at the edge of the vault runway. And they're, they're like, what your body's going to do. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. you can tell yourself what you're yeah, going to do. Yeah, like but... your brain can imagine it and yeah. you try it and it just doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't I feel like sometimes I even have it where like I'm standing at the end of the vault runway or like before I go and tumble and I can't even picture myself doing it. In yeah. My yeah. yeah. Like I literally forget how to do the skill. That was yeah. So yeah. I get super lost. That was me with blind changes on bars. Like if I did it from a like cast, not yeah. like a kip cast, I would yeah. stand and be like, which way do I go? How I do I even do this? And I'm like, how do I even do this skill? Yeah, especially yeah. coming back from an injury like with my foot, I would do a skill and I would try and imagine me doing it. And I'm like, I don't remember how to do it. Like, especially with twisting, I was like, I don't think I know how to do it. And I just like try it and hope for the best. Yeah. No. I'm like, that's how I describe it to people. Like the twisties is like, for non-gymnasts, like stand there and do a full. And they were going to be like, well, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So how did you guys, like, work through the twisties? And how long did it take you guys? I feel like it really just depends. Like, every time I had it, it was different. Like, sometimes it was just a couple turns. Sometimes it was a day. Sometimes it was a week. And yeah. you never really knew when yeah. it was I remember one time I had the twisties on bars, like on a pack full, and like I would do like a half to like my head, like I would like fall on the floor, like and I just could not, I did not know where I was for so long, and it was like it was like almost like a stress thing because it was like the week before a competition, and I was like freaking myself out. I remember my coach being like, you're, like you're overthinking, like stop overthinking. So she went up to the radio, turned the radio up to like full blast, and she was like, just listen to the song, and I like sang the song in my head, did the skill, and it was completely fine. Wow. So, I don't know. I think like, it's, like, a big thing of just, like, overthinking. And, like, your body yeah. knows how to do it, and you're, like, thinking too much. So, yeah, that was, yeah. like, a big thing for me, that, like, you don't need to think about it. Yeah. And, like, your body will just do it. But, yeah. You just need yeah. to trust yourself. Yeah. 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 So, distraction, maybe, would mm-hmm. help. I, I feel like, for me, what helped me, it took me, like, I mean, it didn't take that long. It took me, like, two weeks to figure it out. But <laughs> every yeah. day, my coaches would be like, okay, go on the tramp and do a standing fold, because that way I wouldn't land on my head. But I'd actually do setting double full every time. And so then I started like going off into the pit and started with like a million layouts mm-hmm. and like a layout and I'd wait till the very end to like a half turn and like slowly it started. It's almost like starting from the beginning. Where it was, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I'd restart like all the basics and it took like two weeks to actually like yeah. get it where I could like twist the full and a double full and two and a half. And yeah, I remember my coaches stuff. would like have me go back to the very beginning and then mm-hmm. restart yeah. everything again until I could do it. Yeah, without yeah, getting yeah. lost. Yeah, but that was the worst it was. I know a few times, like, I would try to do double full and actually do triple. But I feel like, <laughs> like, that usually didn't last that long. That, But I don't know. I feel like for me, it was always when I went from one and a half to two and a half. Yeah. Like, when I was doing two and a halves, I would always get lost and do, like, a one and a half. And, and you, like, fly out. And yeah. Like, you, like, flare out. And they're like, what was that? And I'm like... I honestly don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. where I was. I remember my coach told me once, she's like, oh, go do two and a half. I'm like, she's like, let's just try two and a half because I just learned my double. And she's yeah. like, just go for it. And I remember I did a one and a half and I landed it and I got so excited. I looked at my coach. My coach is like, 
that was a one and a half, not two and a half. And yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Especially <laughs> your body doesn't know what you've just done. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize how mental gymnastics is. Like, sure. I always yeah. say that it's like 25% physical, mm-hmm. 75% mental. Yeah, like, because half of the sport is making it look easy, so people yeah. don't realize. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. like... Yogi Bear's quote, 50% of the sport is half mental. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense, but it's a quote by Yogi Bear. <laughs> I was like, what? You know. Yeah. It really is a quote, 50% of the sport is half mental. Hmm. And so my final question for you guys is, if there are any gymnasts watching it, what is a tip to get, like, overcome the twisties? Well, one, know that every single, most gymnasts go through this multiple times in their career. So don't worry if it is something that happens to you. It's completely normal. I think kind of like what Am said, like everybody gets it at least once in their career. (laughs) So it's normal. It's okay. And just don't stress about it. I think like Am said before, stress is like one of the biggest causes of the twisties. Yeah, because you're just overthinking things and you're trying to make it so perfect that it just goes wrong. So yeah. just trust your gymnastics. Trust that you can do it. Yeah. It's 90% of the sport is half mental. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Sage. <laughs> like, oh. I was like, oh, okay. 50% of the sport is half mental. <laughs> I was like, that's I good. It's really confusing, but yeah, it's 90% of the sport is half mental. It's so confusing, but it's... Yeah. Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear. Okay, I'm sorry, you can cut that out. But I feel like just like starting from the basics can help like if you're overthinking a lot. Because sometimes distraction, at least for me, I don't think it would always help because like no matter what, I'd be in my brain so I just or be in my head. (laughs) So I would just restart. Relearn all the basics. Well, yeah. thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you got a kick out of those three. And if you're a gymnast, I hope you have learned something about getting over the twisties. Because I'm sure most of you, if you haven't already, will experience it sometime in your life. And I hope you now look at the Simone situation and realize that the decision she made was extremely tough. She's worked so hard for the Olympics and gave up on it because she didn't feel mentally right. Simone is extremely brave for what she did. And I hope you realize that she did that for her own safety and mental health. And if she would have gone out there and tried to continue on the twisties, it could have resulted in much worse consequences. I also hope you learned a little something more about mental health and how it does play a bigger role in sports than you can imagine. If your mental health is off, it's going to affect you in every aspect of your life. So get the help you need. There are many of resources out there in the world to help with mental illnesses and mental issues. And I just hope that you get the help you need. As in order to be the best person, you have to be in the best mental state as possible. Thank you so much for watching and stay tuned for a little clip of what next episode is going to be like. So my main goal with this episode is just to learn how mental blocks and performance anxiety affects all sports. So I'm going to be sitting down and talking with a swimmer, baseball player, lacrosse player, football player, and a gymnast. And just hear what a mental block is in their sport.
and how it affects them in their performance and what drives anxiety in their sport. That's all I have this week for the mental aspect. Join us next week as we discuss performance anxiety and mental blocks and all aspects of sports.